0: Welcome to the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. Larry Carter here with, today with Bill and Val Landis back on the set in the studio again. Welcome back. Yeah, okay. it's great to be here. Yep. But let's just dig right in. Now, Bill, what else would you share with us that you wish you would have known when you started?
1: Yeah, so I, I had uh, taken some time before I came in to contemplate that a little yes. bit. And, uh, you yeah, a couple of other ones that really stand out to me is that uh, most of the time in leadership, There comes a time when you're alone, yeah, and that point is a hard point, and I Mm. didn't quite know that, Um, you know, rightly so. I had people above me, sure, but we lived in Grenada now. Right, those people were far away. I saw them once a year, right, and yes, they would have been available if there would have been a traumatic crisis, right, but that wasn't my normal life, Uh and so I I needed to learn to to rely upon Holy Spirit, rely upon the Word. Uh, let the Holy Spirit teach me, and also learn from those I was leading. Uh, yeah, and that, that was where a big switch in my mind, that, that, is that the people that I'm leading are my teachers now, Yeah, and they will help me learn how to be and lead like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to listen and had to learn to all that stuff. Val's a great listener. I'm much more sometimes I'm, I'm ready to get the work done, and, mm-hmm. and I have a clear... Aim that we're aiming for, yeah. so I had to learn to slow down sometimes, and mm-hmm. so by being alone at, at times, I That's had to it. draw upon Holy Spirit and teach, mm-hmm. allow Him to teach me. Yeah. So I use books, I use the the word, mm-hmm. having word right. time was essential, and journaling. You know, journaling mm-hmm. what the Lord would speak uh, was very helpful to me yeah. uh, in my journey. And then I, I would say it. I mean, I don't know really you want to keep going, but you, uh, there comes a time where you can't defend yourself, right? And that was also a big one uh, where we ha- we had to let someone go. Uh, there was a big issue. Uh, I couldn't say what it was publicly yeah, for not- the sake of that other person. Right. Yeah. That person wrote letters all over the mission, lamb blasting us everywhere. Yeah. And the Lord said, don't defend yourself yeah. and don't destroy this person. I could have destroyed him with what had happened. Yeah. But the Lord oh. said, don't. And yeah. I didn't. And yeah. so how, letting your letting the Lord defend you and yeah. eventually it all came back around that person actually got healed and restored <laughs> they're still serving in the mission and right. we did meet up one right. day and it got worked through and all sure. that but right. nevertheless you know the yeah. the reputation issue is a critical piece right, right. for for us I right. wish I would have known what i mean it was it was just painful yeah but it was real
0: every leader yeah. goes through times number one when they're feel alone they're not yeah. we're not alone because no, god's with us right. but yeah. we feel alone yes. yeah. if we're in primary leadership yeah uh and every leader is goes through misunderstanding yeah yeah that's and true i've been there done that many yeah. times And you have any leader yes. we need to, it's good to know that up front that can yes. probably will probably will, yeah. yes. <laughs> and God will be there. <laughs> yes. And you know, God's the vindicator. Yes. He vindicates. It. And yes. When we try to vindicate ourselves, yeah. it just doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. 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 So yeah. thank you for that. For sure. I agree mm-hmm. totally. What are what uh, have you learned about team building? Building teams is so important in leadership.
2: Right. Yeah. I would say it's it's a work in process, obviously, and a lot of our learning came through serving overseas so one of the biggest lessons is um, wherever you move to or whatever you're gathering your team you always go as a learner you go in a posture of i'm not the leader the expert i learn from you particularly when when you move to a new city or nation so you as you make friends you ask a lot of questions it's a lot of listening at first and uh well it's helpful when you go across culturally because they will help you see your spirit um cultural blinders you know we moved with a team of all americans so Obviously, we thought a certain way. Our humor was different. We learned <laughs> <Right>. to,
0: to <laughs> right. not say certain things. We learned, yeah, some oh big
2: goodness. lessons, you know. Yeah, and even our attitudes—you have to come, yeah, just dial it back a little bit because you know Americans generally have uh, sometimes a not a great reputation. Right. Come on, so. Big, you know?
0: Yeah, I've been so embarrassed in other nations by Americans so many times. Yes, though, yes. I really, let's dig into that a bit more. Sure. Let's talk a bit more about cross cultural leadership yeah. while we're on this subject here. Yeah. What have the two of you learned about how to lead cross culturally?
1: Yeah, I, I would. Uh, the fir- first thing when you go cross culturally is to be the learner that Val was saying. Right. And mm-hmm. then to find out what God's already doing in the place. That's mm-hmm. good. And mm-hmm. then find out what He is in His heart to, uh, to grow. Right. So, like in the case of uh, in the case of uh, Grenada, uh, when we said Grenada is called to send missionaries, they looked at us and said, "No, no, no! Right. White people from North America are missionaries. Black people from Grenada are not missionaries." Right. And we were like, "Well, find us in the Scripture." So there's a a part of f- connecting with the Word of the Lord to mm-hmm. the nation and the stage of their development. They've had the Got gospel it. for quite a long time already. Right. It was time for them to mature into. Uh, be a mature sending movement, and not only a receiver. So they're not junior believers. They're they have the right. stature to walk in as sons and daughters and become uh, fruitful in the kingdom and carry it to where the gospel isn't. Mm-hmm. And so you want to connect at, from a cross cultural point of view. And then the other one is you're always your premise is to work yourself out of a job. It's never right. to. I mean, that's, that's across the body of Christ, in my opinion, you're, you're not working in a place of trying to always protect your, your role, you know, uh, but it's actually to multiply and there's so much to do in the kingdom that, so certainly when you're doing cross culturally is to, to grow and to give it away and let the next generation lead uh, and so I, I would have said that would have yeah. been a and, critical piece. And when you
0: have different cultures on the same team, <laughs> yeah. is there anything yeah. else you've learned about that? And you've yeah. said already, humor, be careful with humor. Humor sure. is, and I get that, I've seen that many times. Yeah. What, what else would you say?
2: Um, well, I think listening skills, listening, validating. Yeah, um, just being a, well, to me, as we built our teams through the years, it's it's a family-based model. At least in YWAM, we were able to live together, work together. So you do life together and trust begins to build. If that takes time. You got to and do internal heart work. That's also really important as a leader. You're not just gaining leadership skills, but you're dealing with patterns in your own life. And I think as a leader, too, it's not just being the strong upfront leader, but it's being vulnerable. Like, what a, this is what I'm struggling with today. Can, we, can you guys pray for me? So there's that um, vulnerability that builds trust. And then, of course, your commitment. They have to see that you're committed to them. So to me, it's like a family model.
1: Yeah, and I would say from a cross-cultural team building, you want to find out what's the redemptive gift mm. in the nation. That's, That's good. good. Every nation is just like a person. It has a gift and a calling, and it's mm-hmm. a, God selected its people. Right. And, yeah. and so you want to find out, like we learned this. It was, it was fascinating in Grenada one time. Uh, we sent a team, and of course, Americans are taught you always ask why. Mm-hmm. So when God yeah. tells us to do something, we are asked why? You know, well, God it's doesn't always, always want to answer that, <laughs> right, and sometimes right. he, he doesn't. You, you don't need to know why. So we pay. sent a team up to one of the smaller islands, and and you know, right. uh, someone who was blind got their eyesight back. And so I was quizzing the person as to what happened. The person said, "Well, we prayed that morning in our intercession time. God said we're going to see someone healed today." we went out and the lord led us to the blind person and the lord said pray on that person and and i will heal them and they so i just did what i was told and (laughs) because in our caribbean culture at that time obedience was what everything every all the the leadership taught obedience the parents you obey you do not ask why in fact you're not allowed to ask why you're Mm -hmm. just told to obey and so their idea with god and their relationship with god was i just obey because he, he knows what he's doing yeah and so anyway that that, that was a cultural yeah. thing it's, that could yeah. teach our american culture right. that there's a time you just obey you right. know there's a time right. to ask and god will explain yeah they needed to learn that and so that yeah. you can learn from each other And if you exactly. go with that attitude you you can
0: actually uh it, it creates a beautiful team you said many things important here but one thing i want to highlight And um, I first heard our mutual friend, Jen Dawson, say there's a redemptive purpose from God in every nation. And we're just put up with different cultures. We need different cultures. We need them desperately. And I think Americans have to learn that probably more than any culture. But we really need one another because there's Mm -hmm. something of God in every culture. Mm -hmm. I know every time we plant churches in the Dove International Family in different nations, one of the things Mm -hmm. I will say if I'm in that nation, we're so glad that you're part of the Dove Global Family because it's, you know, the kingdom of God is like a pot of soup. And even yeah. our family or like the YWAM family, Same. like a pot of soup and every ingredient makes it better mm-hmm. Yes, and the ingredient of your nation makes yeah. it better. Yes. You know, yes, and true. that's so important to understand totally. teamwork. Talk more about, about teamwork, Bill.
1: Well, I mean, part of the building of a team, I find a lot of people miss a key component of that in my opinion. Okay. Okay. As, uh, at least in our YWM context. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just, um, pe- people call me a good recruiter. Okay. Um, you are,
0: you're a very good recruiter.
1: Well, you know, I, so I've tried to unpack that to teach others what it might look right. like. Sure. And I have found that, you know, um, I found that if you start the, the, the problem is the fields are ready for harvest. The labors are few. Yes. And he says to pray for the Lord, of the harvest that that labors would be sent. Yes. So our task is to pray yes. specifically God's given us assignments. We need certain skill sets. All vision is given for a group to fulfill. It's never given for an individual to fulfill. There might be the visionary apostolic person who is articulating that. But that person should also be asking God for the skill sets and the gifting sets Mm -hmm. that are going to be needed and the character that's going to be needed for that to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when you run into the person that you've been asking God for, same way, like for Val, I, I ran into her. I knew right away she was the one I'd been right, asking the Lord for. Right. So I just used that same idea. And Jesus kind of did the same. Yes, he, he, did. he was going around and he saw this person. That's the person who needs to be on my team. Mm-hmm. And yes. he called them to oh, it. Okay. Yes, and he yes. said, come, yeah. join this. Yeah. And and they did. You know, I mean, it doesn't record whether he called somebody who didn't come. It records the ones that did come with them. Right. I mean, we, we don't know what else happened on right. that journey. But the point yeah. is, sometimes we need to call them and, and speak with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, potential that we're seeing in them. That's good. Good. I find people join something because they believe in the vision mm-hmm. and they believe whoever's leading it is going to make room mm-hmm. for right. their, their gifting. They trust
0: that leader. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so it has to go together. Uh, mm-hmm. Vision and making room for the gifting. So, anyway, that's what I would say in building team. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I like it. And if you're starting something new, make sure you communicate the expectation piece. Right. You know, uh, we're pioneering. We have this vision. We're not sure how long it's going to take. And it's right. probably going to be messy. Right. And you're going to have to do some things you didn't expect Gotta to do. Yeah. will be real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so don't, yeah. don't build the expectation up yeah. too high.
0: So, with all your years of leadership, I'm sure you had have made a few mistakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so while we talk about that, maybe Val, you want to talk about mistakes sure. Bill made? Or I don't know. You know <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I, I can uh, uh, uh,
2: yes. connect it to what what Bill was saying in the beginning when we had a vision and we had a nice little ministry plan. Right. And we, uh, or at least Bill Felt pretty compelled that it should take place in a this amount of time. I would <laughs> say um, we lack the wisdom to know how to have a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. Well, I learned it because had got a heart problem from it. But keeping Sabbaths again and yeah. taking times of reflection and debriefing, mm-hmm. just doing like some spiritual mm-hmm. rhythms in your life, Good. incorporating that. Because I honestly think our inner world as leaders is... Equally important to leadership skills that you can learn. So, we lacked a lot of that understanding, and we didn't model it well in the beginning, until we were forced to. And then, of course, you readjust and Mm -hmm. and learn that you need to make time and space to rest. Rest is a biblical word, (laughs) even in Lancaster County. Yes, it is. (laughs) But yes. Learning that the whole family principle time. of Sabbath. There's a Sabbath mm-hmm.
0: rest for the people of God. Yeah. And we must find ways to rest. Yeah. You know, Jesus went out by the lake. Mm-hmm. for One reason, to be with yeah. his Father and right. to rest. Yeah.
1: And actually it takes faith to rest. Yes, it does. Yeah. And that's the problem stop. is that we don't have faith right. when we stop. We're saying, yeah. God, you will take care of all my affairs today while I do nothing right. about them. Right. Right. You know, And that's the part that... I had to learn. I mean, yeah. for me, yeah. I had to, God put a bit in my mouth uh, with a heart problem. Yeah. If I worked too hard, my yeah. arm would go numb, my leg would go numb, mm-hmm. and I'd have to lay there for two days without yeah. doing anything yeah. with him taking care of my affairs. And so, yeah. yeah, it is, that's the big one. I think we all try to, we think we got to do it all. Yeah. And we don't yeah. have, uh, we need to trust him. Yeah. So that, that would be one big one. I, I, I have some others yeah, that I, um, <laughs> you know, that would uh, also add to that. Like, I wrote down, actually, to work seven days a week is a terrible idea. That's the <laughs> Sabbath one. Yeah. We right weren't designed. <laughs>
0: if, if God only works six and needs the rest, yes. I think we do.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the other one I, I wrote down, that trust is something that is earned yeah, that's uh, good. with both the Lord and with with uh, with others. Yes. And that's an important part. I, I had a young person one time. Uh, He told me, you don't trust me. And so I thought as a young leader, I had to prove to him that I trusted him. He said he was a mechanic. And uh, so our transmission went out on on the car. Anyway long story short he, he went and got i took it out and got it rebuilt but there's a whole bunch of bolts that he didn't know where they went including oh yeah. no <laughs> so so anyway i learned that trust is something that that well it went down the road again, <laughs> and the transmission burned up again I know. uh you know just a few miles down the road and yeah. so i learned that trust is something you give a, a responsibility to someone a small yes. in yeah. the same way that god does with us exactly so god trusted yeah. me with vehicles exactly. i had to learn to get over my attitudes when the thing didn't Fix right, yeah. Uh, and then he entrusted me with people, which are, of course, yeah. more valuable. Um, and now uh, probably another one would be um, another huge mistake I made one time. I let somebody uh, destroy someone's character in front mm-hmm. of a group, mm-hmm. and I, as a leader, should have never left that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if mm-hmm. someone's starting to defame somebody, oh, yeah. you have to shut it down, yeah, and you have right. to say, "You go talk to that mm-hmm. person in private," right. like right. it talks about in Matthew 18. And I. Yeah. That was very devastating to the individual and very yeah. destructive to our community because yeah. it unleashed something that yeah. was not godly. Yeah. It, was so. a
2: fee- it was a feedback session. We were trying to give room for our people to speak, but yeah. There's they boundaries. started airing all their laundry and we just, just said. And they destroyed someone's character. There's times leaders yeah.
0: need to shut it down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I made down. that mistake. Sure. Yeah. We all. Yeah. Well, let talk to us a bit about anything else you'd say if a younger leader came to you and say, how can I be a really healthy leader? I mean, you've already talked about Sabbath, you've talked about mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would say to a younger leader saying, how can I be a healthy leader? Yeah, definitely. Go, is. go for it. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, well, I
1: just, uh, you, you, both of us talk about the idea of debriefing okay. Uh, okay. And Yeah, and I, we lived in Jamaica. It was an intense environment, a lot of spiritual dynamics going on sure. in the country. Sure. We had lots of trauma happen to us. Uh, and I had to find a rhythm of coming out of that. Yeah. At least yeah. once a year, we would go to South Dakota. Good. I would. I, I would. I could. I, would, I. was able to. What do you call it? Handle it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How I needed to respond in a godly way. Yeah. But there came a time where I would have to unpack that at least once a year in a Jamaican context. Mm-hmm. We did that at Val 's mm-hmm. uh, parents' home and had yeah. prayer over us. I would go for long walks and just Nature. unpack all the experiences with mm-hmm. the Lord. And the Holy Spirit would That's heal true. me, and then I could go back and be healthy in my responsibilities. Yeah. Right. so I, debriefing is a big one that
0: sh- every leader yes. should yes.
1: embrace the idea of unpacking yeah. with the Lord. I mm-hmm. mean there's formal we're doing training for to train debriefers here in sure. Lancaster sure uh, so you can use those those mm-hmm. type of giftings but Make sure you unpack it. Don't let it build up, right? It makes right. you explode. No.
2: Oh, it's a similar vein. I'm I think the Lord has really taught me even in the last few years how to be more emotionally intelligent and work mm-hmm. on emotional health. Well, we all step into leadership with, you know, family patterns that we have or even wrong ideas of what a leader is. Always having to do to be strong, you know. So instead of acknowledging times of hurt and disappointment, we shove it down, we go right. on, you know? <laughs> but you must unpack that or it implodes sometime in life so doing that in a healthy way or recognizing lies that i believed about myself or leadership or whatever it is yeah. letting holy spirit do the deeper work in my heart learning to articulate it to bill for our marriage for our le- for our team it was yeah it's it's been a learning journey but <laughs> yeah so good yeah
0: good I know that you guys really believe uh in mentoring yeah. mm-hmm. and having mentors mm-hmm. and spiritual fathers. Let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, how's that worked in your life? I'll start with you. Yeah.
2: Um again, I grew up in a a Christian home. So, and I had a very good friendship with my parents. Yeah, so I was awesome. very real and that was uh they were good mentors. I had good youth group leaders for a season in high school. Stepping into YWAM, also we have that lovely DTS setting when you're so um, poured into. Sure, it, it did shift when we moved overseas, and I think that was one of my big adjustments. It was like, I'm the leader. There's no one here for me, you know. Right. So I do. I was going through times of loneliness, but I do believe um, just different things like. God, you sometimes have to initiate from yourself, like go to someone and say, I need mentoring. I need mm-hmm. uh, accountability. It isn't always brought to you. Right. Or even the ideal that there is one true mentor that will fix you yeah. or help you through every season. I'm like, that is such a well, me- his name is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Right>. yes. <laughs> the on the <laughs> earth, there's many mentors true. in our
0: lives. That's, yes. right. That's right. And then
2: I think, um, again, because we lived overseas and often, oh, we didn't have internet in those days. Our leadership team became—we were peer-to-peer mentors. So yes. I learned from the other women who were leaders, and we were moms together, sharing our struggles, praying for each other. So we cool. helped and served each other, and grew yeah. in our, you know, Beautiful friendship. Yep.
1: Beautiful yeah, country. I mean, similar when we lived overseas, for sure. We began to mentor one another. The peer mm-hmm. mentoring yeah. was very healthy. Right. Yeah. There were certain other leaders that could teach me things. Staff. Right. And I could teach them things. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I had the privilege of having five fathers in my journey, mm. uh, which was very significant. And, you know, I've kind of articulated that to people, uh, partly because I believe that the Lord wants to release fathers in many mm. people's lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. sometimes you right. need to hang around them and, and make room sure. for that. Uh, sure. So, I mean, I, my for my own dad taught me obedience. Right. It was very, uh, uh, that was his strength that he mm-hmm. taught me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I, I had a friend... Uh, Of one of my friends dad Uh, he was he was uh, just uh, a warm pastoral affectionate affectionate. so he taught me how to express love in my home there wasn't any expression of physical Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't give a hug or you know anything like that and all of a sudden uh, this gentleman with the Holy Spirit was, was wow. uh, you know it was a, that idea of saying I love you right. wasn't something in my home at all yeah. so right. so all of a sudden I learned that there's an ex- you can speak verbal as well right, as right. and then I think Larry you you were one of my mentors and have mm-hmm. been for all these years you know you're ten years ahead of me that's also what i have observed is that usually people you learn from are eight or ten years ahead of you that's true you know yeah. that you can kind of pattern your life after. And then you have your teachers that are 20 and 30 and 50 years right, ahead of you. you know? right. And anyway, you were, you were one of them that uh, really taught me lordship and the Holy Spirit and, and the love of the word. Mm-hmm. You know, your your passion and, and reading of the word and mm-hmm. and how you taught out of the word really impacted me and gave me a love for the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Wick Neese saw my potential and drew that out of me. And then my father-in-law became my I wrote it down like this. Uh, he taught me to pray, to, to laugh, and to be childlike with wow. great faith for the impossible. And wow. he just, I could tell him any great. idea the Lord would <laughs> yeah. give me. And he'd be like, right there, like, let's pray that into existence. And so yeah. I learned that you, you have a lot of fathers on your journey. Yeah. And that's yeah. the way God's designed it. Yeah. yeah. That's Father good. with the small f. And, and right of course, my the Heavenly
0: Father, father heaven with that yeah. Yeah. you. Know. Yeah, well, it's been a real honor for me yeah. to have any role in your life like yeah. that. It's really a, an honor for me. I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I appreciate you sharing that about five fathers, because some okay. people think you have to have one father. But yeah. Yeah. we know that's the yeah. Father in Heaven. Yeah. Yes. But there's many different yes. phases of life. Yes. Yes. Exactly. exactly. No, I, I agree totally. So what's changed in you how you see leadership today compared to how you saw leadership when you were younger? Val,
2: how about you? Oh, and Bill and I are older. So our older model, or we thought more traditional, where Bill was the upfront leader. Of course, it does fit his giftings. And today's um, generation, I like how they almost co-lead together, mm-hmm. uh, the husband and wife. Or they find the part that they're good right. at, but they do it together yeah. more, which I thought that's excellent. Like that and Priscilla, Priscilla yeah, and Yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Good. I would say, too, and... Probably well in the Caribbean our model was more top down leadership mm-hmm. in YWAM. What's my favorite thing is it's always you do you lead as a team. Mm-hmm. So there you have people that help you in good. your weaknesses, mm-hmm. different points of view. Good. You don't agree, so you wait and process it together. So team leading was so good. Mm-hmm. Older generation or older, maybe different models of business and church have the top mm-hmm. down, but. I yeah. think that's quite as healthy. So yeah. Yeah. I like that that part.
0: Good, Bill. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, from a, a leadership, I, I would talk about leadership as a influence more than a position. Right. Mm. As I get older, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I just aware that agreed. Like, I don't have big titles in the Caribbean, but yet we're the oldest probably YWIMers there. Right. And so we we have a stewardship of of how do we. Uh, use that influence mm-hmm. in, in a way to inspire them towards loving Jesus right, and, right. and following himself. Right, even
0: here in Pennsylvania, yes. with are the YWAM yeah. part of the eldership team yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. I like that term, senior YWAMers. I okay, yeah. that old <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You could say experience, I guess, experience. Would be another that's one. The yeah. that's yeah. the best way to say it. That's the That's great. Sure. I want to make sure that we talk about fundraising and what yeah, I call sure. fundraising. Yes. And uh, tell me what you call it.
1: Yeah. So I, I would call it partner development. Um,
0: how do you do that? I mean, you do this so well. Well, okay.
1: You? This is, this is how I, I, so when we started YWM Grenada, uh, we ran across the need for finances to start. Right. And so I I came up to build some partners up here and I was arguing with God the whole time. Like, God, there's so many people to reach. To preach the gospel to why am I up here talking to this and I hear and God rebuked me again, uh, and He said, "Look, you're you're um, this isn't about you and it's not about Grenada. Right. It's about my story of what I want to do in Amen. the nations, and so you're to tell the story and you're to mm-hmm. an invite people to be a part of it. And that is a part of why God has blessed Lancaster County. Lancaster County is blessed with resources. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because a lot of our family said we are committed." This business is committed to to Mm. the kingdom of God and to expand the kingdom of God and carry the gospel. And we we are setting this business up in order to help do that. And so for me, people need to know the story. So it's not really about money. That's the big switch for me Mm. was it's actually about the story of God and his desire to see every nation come to know him and honor him. And so uh, telling the story, the good news story, and a lot of people know about the Sarah Huli, which is an unreached people group in West right, Africa, because right. of our life. They would have never known about it. Right. Okay. And so I have the philosophy that we need to invite people to be a part of it by telling the story. We can't. So they'll, they'll decide then whether they're going to partner or not. Okay. So it's an invitation to build partners. They're a part of it. I can't go to everywhere. We, we give to a bunch of places sure. because mm-hmm. we want our effort exactly. to get to Mongolia and other Amen. bunch of places. And Amen. so we, we can't get there ourselves, so we help others get there. And that Amen. becomes a partnership. Okay. The yeah.
2: connection of where you give is usually where you pray for too. Yeah, you true. and your heart. So God, God's so, yeah. so smart with yeah,
0: that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so someone true. listening right now is saying, "I got a vision from God for some kind of a ministry, mm-hmm. some place in the world." Right. They don't have the experience you've had. They don't have all the stories yet that you've had. Mm-hmm. Where do you encourage them to start? You know, mm-hmm. and when it comes, and they need finance to see right. if this happen. Mm-hmm. They need partners yeah. to see this happen. Yeah. yeah. How would you practically say, here's a place you could start?
1: Yeah. So you'd have to step back a bit. Okay. You have a vision. Uh, you start with a vision. Uh, you pray into that. You write it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be a part of a, a, um, community. a community of believers. Very good. A fellowship, uh, a yeah. YWAM, a missional, univer- whatever. But needs generally. to be a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will need to communicate that vision to the eldership that are also discerning with you.
0: So you're building a team and yeah. you're going looking to look into your spiritual fathers mothers first before you're actually telling people about this I, partnership they can be part of. Yeah.
1: And you grow right, your yeah. you grow your team in that context. Good. Good. Because the people that know you you need to be and in a WIM context we say if you're going to start another WIM location you must come from an existing one. And an eldership needs to see that they're anointing, right. and a team is formed around you. Right. Yeah. And then that location actually blesses in the same way. If you're starting a church somewhere, a business somewhere, you mm-hmm. should come out of an incubator, yes. some place, a community of people yes. that are walking with you and helping, helping so help refine the the vision and helping are uh, making sure your team has some. Uh, goes and comes a bit till they taste it a bit and make sure they've calculated the cost mm-hmm. of what it's going to take. And then have some good coaches and counselors. And then you can build your partners out of that, you know, where you're inviting others to financially give, to pray, to yeah. some are going to be on your team. It's all a part of the story yeah. line of God, what he wants to bring yeah. forth.
0: And something you guys do well that others may not be aware of and may not even think of is you then continue to communicate with Mm, your partner. That communication process is so important also. And
1: invite some of them to come over, taste it, touch it. Be involved
0: in the journey of it. Bring their so gifts, bring their gifts yeah. to the table. So all good. those are critical pieces. Uh, that is gonna help a lot of people. I mm-hmm. appreciate you appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well we're almost out of time again. Okay. This sure. goes so fast. Sure. Time goes fast and you're having yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Anything else you want our listeners <laughs> to know about leadership? By the way, as you're thinking about that show notes, check out the show notes. You know know more about Bill Atlanta, the ministry and ministries that they represent, uh mm-hmm. Wy in Lancaster and uh, youth of the mission throughout the world and all it will be on the show notes. So anything else you would like to share with This listeners today yet about leadership? Here's your chance. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, my, my closing one would probably be the similar one I left with last time. It came from the whole idea of being captivated by the mm-hmm. person Jesus yeah. in your heart. Yeah. And I, I just did a whole reading of, of the New Testament underlying all the descriptions of Jesus. Wow. And it absolutely has captured my heart again. We were talking about in Barbados, the... the, the um, uh, what would it take to see a new missions movement come out of, of Barbados and a, a veteran missionary says if people heart, heart is not captivated by the person yeah. Jesus yes. yeah. they will not leave whatever they're familiar with right. to take the gospel to anywhere yeah. right. even across the street mm-hmm. you know so it 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 has to do with Jesus being your the one who Beautiful. is and it really I mean for me the story comes out of the cross i mean whoever talk about self control this leader Jesus had self control yeah and also forgiveness. I mean, to forgive the guys that nailed him is amazing. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I'm constantly reminded too, as we're getting older and you reflect on your life and regrets or you're still contending for things to be so, so careful to make sure there's no roots of bitterness, like always to have Mm -hmm. a soft heart, forgiving and having eyes of faith for the future. So you want to end well and you want to, yeah, just be faithful to what God has called you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So good. Mm Uh, We learned so much about leadership from you today, helping people throughout the world. Thank you, thank you for being here, Bill and Val. And Mm for all that you carry for the kingdom of God and Mm -hmm. all your experiences. And again, check out the show notes. A lot more there about Bill and Val and all that God's doing through them and you can connect with. And uh, looking forward to seeing you back here next week on the Larry Crider Leadership Podcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.